Buy shirt. Get money. No, no, other way. We get money. You send money, we get shirt. Keeping it honest. You are fake news. Keeping it real. I want to smoke some pot. And keeping it libertarian. I'm a libertarian for life. These are the Fakertarians. My superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Fakertarians podcast. Uh, I'm John Hudak. I'm here with Jeremy Kantorowitz and Brian Hagen. Today we have on Sam Coppinger. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm all right. Good to hear it. So some things have gone on in the world since we last talked to you for our, I think it was our third episode. So we, ha- we talked a lot, about, yeah, can't talk. We talked a lot last time about who you might be voting for or supporting in the presidential election. So who do you think you're voting for? The calculus of who I'm voting for is specific to my living in a state that is in absolutely no sense a swing state and that the outcome is essentially predetermined of. So with that in mind, I am planning to just write in Justin Amash because, like I said, in the state that I am where the outcome is predetermined, Biden 100% will win Washington state. There's no doubt of that happening. There's absolutely no way that won't happen. So then voting in this state is not really about you know, harm reduction or, you know, a forced choice between however many choices. It's a, it, essentially a vote here is an endorsement of a particular candidate or ticket. And I am not, I, I will not endorse any of the options. So it's so my it, options then are to either not vote at all or to write in a meaningless vote, which is what I plan to do. So what's funny What's funny to me is, like, you sound really smart, Sam. You've used a lot of words there. But what I actually hear is, Justin Amash still gets my dick hard. Okay. <laughs> so, I respond to that. <laughs> so if you were in a swing state, would you vote for Biden? It, it, especially with the addition of Kamala, it's very, very... It would be very hard to, but the fact of the matter is that Trump is a unique danger to the existence of American democracy, and I would probably have to pull the lever to, you know, contribute to ending that nightmare as soon as possible, but I would feel absolutely dirty, and I would feel like taking a shower afterward. Do you feel like that kind of emboldens the Democrats for putting up bad candidates? Yeah, and that's exactly why I do not want to vote for them where I am, where where I don't you know, where I don't need to, where the outcome is predetermined anyway. So if I were to vote for Biden in Washington, that would just be saying, yep, keep doing what you're doing. This is fine. I, I support the decisions that you've made and I do not, and I will not do that for that reason. So are there any candidates from the democratic primary that you would have voted for? I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, uh, are we assuming the same libertarian ticket regardless? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Bennett. I like Michael Bennett. Why? He is probably was probably the most libertarian in the race. He has a very like, uh, you know, he's not super far left like Bernie or Warren or something like that. He's more of a, you know, evidence based on economic issues that he supports, you know, upzoning of housing. And he's not quite as anti-gun as a lot of the other Democrats are, even though that's just a given that all of them don't like guns, but he's not as anti-gun as some of the others. Um. Yeah, he he's kind of like you know a more neoliberal kind of bent than 
other Democrats are. He doesn't really have the populist angle of like a Bernie or a Warren, and he doesn't have like the atrocious record on criminal justice of a Kamala or a Biden. He's probably the best of the field. There's still, you know, plenty that I disagree with him on. And then, you know, I supported Beto until he turned into Eric Swalwell 2.0, which was, <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, I don't want to like rag on him too hard about it, except for the fact Why? that you know, he is an a, a actual, you know, politician and that's part of his job is to get ragged on. But it, the reason that he made such that strong pivot is because his hometown got shot up and that's, it was clearly a, a very emotional reaction for him that just he was, you know, horrified by seeing his his town that he grew up in shot up by a white supremacist terrorist and said that just, you know, it, misguided move. But he thinks that just, you know, if we just take the the tools for the job off the street, then nothing like that will ever happen, which everybody here knows is not a, you know, coherent point of view. But that's clearly like yeah. seems to be what the case was for him. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but didn't Beto have the mandatory national service plan? Prior to that, I, for, I forget the details exactly. That feels like, like forever ago. I think he had like flirted with the idea, but then had backed away from it when it got so much negative backlash. And he was like, okay, I understand why that's a terrible idea. Uh, John <laughs> Delaney, though, was with that policy to the end, which was disappointing because among the, uh, again, it's like among the field, it, comparing them one to another, it's like I don't really support or agree with any of them to any large degree, but it's like just comparing them to one another. He, uh, Delaney was also probably one of the best, except for that terrible policy. I feel like how a about, lot of it. Um, oh, Jeremy, oh, you go. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. How about? Yeah, I was just gonna. Yeah, um, ask about Gavel. How how do you feel about, Gravel, about him? I know right? he never really made it into the mainstream. I mean, he was kind of he's kind of shoved to the side, um, even you know more so than Orb Mother. Um, bless <laughs> Orb Mother. God bless um, him. But how do you feel about Mike? <laughs> For one, I think it's hilarious that just uh, Weems asked that question because, of course, he did. But, uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have been anybody else. Uh, well, like gravel isn't even the the gravel that everybody fell in love with during the campaign uh, wasn't actually gravel. The man, Mike Gravel, it was two Marxist nineteen-year-olds who were given permission by Gravel to run his social media accounts and run a a you know paper campaign on his behalf. So it's oh. it's weird asking, you know, what do I think about gravel? Because I don't really know very much about actual gravel. I'm familiar with the campaign that was run by these two Marxist teenagers. And that's not like, you know, that's that's a verifiable fact. That's not just a stupid thing that I'm saying. It was it's it was literally two Marxist teenagers who ran his account. <laughs> you never <laughs> saw his ads from from 2008. There's like the Mike Mike. I thought it was Gravel, but maybe it's Gravel. It's, I don't know. It's, I it's Gravel. It's Gravel. Okay. Yeah, but he, has that, he has those ads where he was like, it's like 10 yep. minutes of him just like walking with a rock away from the beach. Or there's one where like he starts a fire and he looks really angry. And then like, it's just the fire for 10 minutes. I, well, don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. He was a favorite of Alex Jones uh, back in like 2006, 2007. He was on the Alex Jones show. He was in a couple of the Alex Jones documentaries. Oh, he wow. was one that Alex Jones would yell, you know, the mainstream is trying to keep the real voices of liberty down, you know. And and yeah, that's where I first discovered him, him and Dennis Kucinich. Back when Jones wasn't a complete right wing nut job and like brought in all kinds of different angles. Well, that's even that's like an edge unity thing anyway. You'll still probably see, you know, right wingers and radical libertarians and other edge kind of people all 
you know, they all have a, a mutual respect for another. That's why you get a lot of people who mm. the only politicians that they like are Trump, Tulsi, Bernie, and Ron Paul. Those are they like all of them <laughs> and no one else. It's edge unity is definitely a very real phenomenon that we see where it's we don't agree on anything, but we all sure hate what what it is now. We all sure hate the establishment. So let's unite on that and then sort our differences out later. It's this this you weird populist, reflexively anti-establishment thing. I really love edgy too, but I think it's different than what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John Kudan here. I've, I've got a question relating to your preferred candidate. I'm a real person, by the way. Yes. Um, it's, it's me. How, how do you feel about your preferred candidate, Justin Amash, being anti-immigration and anti-abortion? Was that for me? It sounded like you were talking to John. No, no, no. I am John. John, actually. Oh, okay. Sorry. He's my son. All right. Okay. But it's for it's for Sam. Amash is not anti-immigration. That's a, a gross mischaracterization of his position. He it's he's very unique in the Republican Party. Well, he's not in the Republican Party anymore. That's because he realized he did not fit there. But he was very unique in the Republican Party in that although he, you know, opposed illegal immigration like everybody says that they do, he actually saw the solution to that as making it legal immigration easier which virtually nobody else who rails about illegal immigration wants to do like trump where he he's opposed legal immigration in every means possible but amash is pro-immigrant he just wants it to be a legal process i favor completely open borders so obviously i don't align with him completely on this issue or virtually any politician you know of any status whatsoever but it's it's still a mischaracterization to call him anti-immigrant, especially con compared to the status quo. I have a cool story, bro, but um, can we, uh, why not, why not Joe and Spike? Because they're not credible at all, and I don't, I don't even like Joe, and Spike is cool, but he's completely unfit for this role. Oh my god! Why really, you, you just, wow, yeah, yeah wow. By the way. What happened? It's silence time. Yeah, I was. I, I thought someone was about to say something. So, oh, what, uh, what's your take was, on sure. on Jones on Jones Spike? Yeah, I, I just here's so here's what happened there. I, I was just absolutely shocked and mesmerized that <laughs> Sam went that route. I mean, I could expect. Well, you know what? They don't exactly fit. And he's like, no, he's not even fit for the office. He obviously is. Of course, he's not fit for the office. He would Why? probably say himself he's not fit for the office. He openly ran as a joke the entire time. That's, I don't think he's that's joking. not even a slander. Mm. He, when he was when he was supposed to be Vermin's running mate, it was literally a joke campaign from the start, and he he was open about that. Now it's like he's you know he's been thrust into a position that he never expected to be in, so he's having to you know run on a a, a less you know clearly jokey kind of platform, but, but it's, he. he he wasn't joking from the start, though. I mean, he had the whole jokey get the attention thing, but his entire thing, like when he came on with the podcast with you with you last time, was that was like a draw in for people. I mean, he still talked about policy issues and all that. Yeah, but he's he he might have been a joke for some other desired ends, but he was still a joke. And I don't think the main point was a joke, though. You're okay, a joke. well, no. regardless, I don't think a, a <laughs> podcast host is you know qualified and credible to be a vice president of the you're, most well, powerful actually, country you're not in supporting world. Dave Smith 2024 no I'm not <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> 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 
But so what we, what we had was, was a qualifier for president now. Okay, so what we had in 2016, regardless of what you think of the candidates, what we had in 2016 was two two-term governors. And I think for Hillary. Yeah, that, that's irrelevant to the point that I'm making. We had two two-term governors, and then other ex, uh, other experience even outside of that with Weld had, you know, more, you know, kind of connections with government. And whether it's considered a qualification or not, it's, you know, some people have a respect for business acumen. Gary Johnson built, a, you know, the largest construction business in New Mexico from by, you know, from scratch by himself. And then what we have in 2020 to follow up, Hi, Hi. Hey. we have a 2020 to follow hey. up to two-term governors is we have a guest lecturer and a podcast host. Damn, stop droning on. You're an actual me. How's it going, guys? How you doing? Hey. Hey, Josh Smith. How you. are you, buddy? I'm all, I'm all hopped up on pumpkin spice lattes. I figured I'd jump on and say hi. Hell yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what, Josh? There's nothing better than... You can't come fast enough. There's nothing better than tweaking hard on basic white girl freaking lattes, baby. <laughs> John said he was drinking White Claws, so that's part of the course of this point. I haven't had a White Claw since last summer, unfortunately. I'm missing out. I'm missing out. How you doing, Sam? How you been, man? Long time no talk. I'm all right. This yeah. just originated like five minutes ago, by the way. I'm surprised I that... I saw him I'm, in the comments and I, I messaged him. I'm surprised that he came on because I thought he hates you now. I don't hate John. John's a we friend of mine. You don't hate him either. We yeah. have little disagreements. I'm John, by the way. Oh, hey, how's it going? Jonk, actually, sorry. Jonk. Let's see. But I'm Jonk Houdan. Oh, I like it. It's nice. My sock. Got a lot of pictures there. You know, I can't you know how many of those I have. <laughs> John is the king of sock accounts. You can get rid of five John sock accounts, and there'd still be twenty more. It's just how it works. I should start. I should start ratting myself out from them. Be like, yeah, that's, I think that's a John sock account. <laughs> <laughs> it's very positive. You should do it. You, you know, I just want to say it, it, it blows my mind every time I realize that like normies in the world do not understand sock accounts. At I'm all. not going to get into my whole saga, but everybody knows that my life's been really turned upside down. Anyone who knows me. And one of the things that's happened in my community is one of my sock accounts like got exposed and people were like, was he living a double life? And it was like, LOL. No, I just get zucked all the freaking time. And you got to come up with new names. I can't believe <laughs> that they actually think like double lives and shit. It's Facebook, y'all. I literally I had don't a couple, have a but they at all. Not a single one. Not a single one. I have. There is one that I can use sometimes that I share with somebody, but that's it. That's it. Huh? But I don't actually like. I hardly use it unless I'm looking for something. So I don't, I, uh, people think I have like every sock that comes into Fakertarians is always like, that's Joshua yeah. Smith. And I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, so Josh, I, I have to ask the question here is, does Dave Smith know you're here? I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Me and Dave haven't talked. Prepare for the fallout. Me and Dave <laughs> haven't talked much. You're about to face some social consequences be, for even Be very, be very careful. We I haven't mean, talked. I don't know. I don't know. We haven't talked. I mean, you don't know why Dave won't come on here. We offered. You know, he come on with Andy Craig. It sounds like it sounds like Andy Craig and him are going to have a discussion. I'm excited. Yeah, they're doing yeah. the Lions of Liberty. I know Andy has. I think Andy has COVID right now. Really? Yeah. Andy he was just posting about. Yeah, he was posting about that the other day. That's scary. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I know he's got some other health issues, so that's kind of scary. Mm. Hopefully, he's all right. I hope you're all right, Andy. I know you don't like me, and I don't like you much either, but I, I don't want you to die. So I hope you're okay. Right. 
I just really wish Dave Smith would come on here and do a cooking segment. I mean, that's all I freaking ask of Dave Smith. If he'll come on here and do a goddamn cooking segment. I just want Gary North gardening. Oh, me too. I want Gary to bring the stones, baby. You guys are you guys are such a meme. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we, we really are. We try. I, I mean, my whole life, Josh is a big meme. I know you're having a, you're having a rough time, buddy. I'm sorry about that. I, I uh, you know, we've had our differences in the past, but you don't want to you don't ever want to see anybody in pain and have a rough. Time I know that. And and Josh, I've always said this to you, man. I like you personally. I really do. I Appreciate have that. no animosity towards you. We have disagreements on stuff, but I never dislike you as a human being. I appreciate that, man. And, and same to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Same to you. Never, you've never really been a horrendous person to me. You know, there's some people out there that have done some horrendous shit to me. So um, nobody on this show really has ever been like that towards me. I, I mean, Sam has said some things and and I've even seen Sam un- like against his, his better judgment, defend me on things every once in a while. So, uh, but not recently. Just, I haven't seen just Sam be, in a long time. Just be glad Sam you're not a furry then. Josh, my sympathizer. Uh, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> ask this too. Oh great! Uh, yeah, you, you come on. You can't. I can't not nothing, ask nothing you anything John when you come ever, on. No, John has never said anything awesome that started with that that quote. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that post I made this morning? I have no. I dude. I I look. My girlfriend has two kids, and no, no, uh, no I know. They, they are away at a sleepover today, so I took her out. We went shopping. I got her some clothes for the ba- for you know because she's pregnant. And we're gonna have an awesome mm-hmm. day tonight. So I have not been paying attention to online very much today. So. All. There's a, there's a there's an LPMC member who said not only should the cops be clearing the streets, but they should be clearing them with body bags. Oof, rough. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, that's, that's what do you mean one. you don't know about that? You're pr- you were just praising the guy who who saw that into action a I, few I wasn't days praising. ago. I, no, no, no. First of all, the context I here was rant. Calm down, Sam. Take take a chill pill. Go stroke the Reagan poster for a second. Uh, I. I am not praising the kid, and I've, I've said repeatedly that I think his politics are shit, but after watching the videos, all of the videos, including the ones that came out yesterday of him actually giving aid to hurt protesters, I think that the argument that he wasn't trying to defend himself falls apart horribly. Mm-hmm. I really do, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'll say it again right here on your show. I think, I think it's stupid to, to try and completely demonize this kid because you don't agree with his politics. Uh, he, he didn't go there with the intention of killing somebody. I'm sorry. It just wasn't his intention. Uh, there's plenty of armed protesters that go to all kinds of protests, including left leftist protesters that go to protests armed. Uh, you know, you have people like the the um, uh, Black Lives Matter 757 and 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 Black Guns Matter. And I mean, there. You know, it's it's not just this kid. I mean, a lot of people go there armed. He didn't go there with the intention of killing anybody. I don't think after reading the laws that he broke a ton of gun laws. He may get a misdemeanor A for for uh, um, open carrying. I'm not sure that law was pretty gray, uh, and I'm not a lawyer. John would probably know mm-hmm. more about that. Uh, but I, I watched every video from every angle. Uh, I read the eyewitness testimony. I mean, I just didn't see anything that screamed, I'm here to kill somebody. I'm here to murder somebody. I saw a kid that was scared. He was being chased by a, a, a crowd of people who may have also been scared and trying to stop somebody that they thought was a murderer, and he was defending himself. I mean, that's what I saw. So, I got another question. Yeah. What do you think about the statement the mob should be put down by any means necessary? I don't think that's a I don't think that's a good statement. I don't think I don't think that protesters should be should be murdered in droves because they're protesting. So you are getting um, another video. Oof. 
What? <laughs> that was a that was a Dave quote, by the way. I don't I don't think that's a good statement. I don't. I, I yeah. I'm not against protests. You guys know. I mean, everybody that's like followed me over the last some odd months knows that I I I marched with the march in Des Moines. I would technically apply to you. Yeah, and 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 that march was completely peaceful. We started out in the middle of downtown, marched right up to the state house. The cops formed a line like they were going to fight us. We basically just screamed at them for ten minutes and then walked down Martin Luther King Jr. Drive, and it was it was peaceful. I mean, there was no fighting, there was no uh, property damage, nobody was hucking things at the police or at other people or at counter protesters. I mean, it was just it was really peaceful. And Gary North I, wasn't I, out there with rocks. Oh, geez. So I'm, I'm totally cool. I'm totally cool with protests. Like, you know, I've, I've stated many, many times I'm cool with protests. What I'm not cool with is burning down people's livelihoods, uh, burning down the family car, uh, attacking people that you don't agree with. Uh, and, I, and I've stayed consistent on that. You know, I, I backed Garrett Foster repeatedly publicly. I, I thought that uh, his murder was absolutely a murder. And I'm going to do the same for a kid that even if I don't agree with his politics, because I think he was I think he was defending himself 100 percent. So we yeah. lost Sam. Yeah, he took. Yeah, well, thank, thank you to we Sam lost, to coming yeah. to the Josh, yeah. the Josh Smith interview. It was very nice of him to show up. Yeah, thank you for showing up, Sam. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, he just he just got grumpy and dumped, man. He took off. He's he's sad. he's a sad boy. That's okay. He's like nineteen or something, isn't he? Isn't he like a little kid? He's no, he's twelve. He's twelve. Is he twenty? Is he twenty-one yet? Can he? Can he actually go to the bar? Or yeah, well, I guess not. He might, not nobody sure. can go to the bar in Seattle right now. That's for sure. I think he drinks beer like once every couple months, and then he's like, "Ooh, look at me! I'm drinking beer." Drink was Mike's hard, dude. <sighs> Where you at, Sam? Come on back. I don't. I don't anybody. think he's. I don't think he's coming back. Oh. Oh, oh. this is sad. Sorry, I mean, I'll, guys. I'll try to get him back. Did he? Did I he actually so take off? Was he actually that upset? That I popped on. I, I don't think it's you. I think it's the fact that we do this to him every time. Because we did this, we did this when uh, <laughs> we did when this he came out last time. We just had like ten minutes in. We just had Spike pop in. Like I asked him what he thinks about Spike, and then Spike just pops up and gives like a like thirty minute campaign speech. And he whined about it for months. Did you guys see my girlfriend? Say hi. I did. Hello there. Hello. Yeah. After we have Spike pop in uh when sam was on with us he whined about it for six months oh come back on but are you gonna have spike on again he's such a nope. baby we didn't have spike on no. we didn't violate any kind of agreement there he'll never no he'll, we he'll did never not. Have, i don't think he'll ever pitch a bigger fit than the the fagertarians brackets that you guys put out yes I just the don't brackets think, i don't think it'll ever be worse than that <laughs> he was legit very <laughs> upset with everybody very very mad Anyways, I gotta get going because I'm getting ready to go on a date and stuff. So I, I love you guys somewhat, and I'll uh, I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Josh, Josh, it, hey Josh, it was really good seeing you, and I want to say to you, thank you for reaching out to me personally. That meant the world to me, Josh. Of course, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're uh, hanging in there and doing all right, man. We, we and nobody wants to see you hurt. So, thanks, man. Sorry yeah. for the trouble we got you in. Oh, I'll survive. Uh, see ya. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Come so back, I'm, Sam. I'm, I'm trying back. to get Sam back in. Let me send is, he, the... is he crying? No, he just, he's just mad that we... Uh... Sam, we love Sam. you. Come back. Come on, Sam. So we know we bully you out of love. It's, yeah. it's not him. I really didn't no. plan that. I was just like, I was just like, oh, I wonder if like... Uh, 
it, I saw Josh in the comments. So I was like, I wonder if he'd want to come on. Oh, I kind of going back There's to the, the, there we go. Going back to the Kyle. Oh, thing. I mean, yeah, I, Josh Smith's bow. I'm sorry. I must have read the schedule wrong. I, I thought that I was today and Josh Smith was some other time, but I guess I accidentally wandered into the Josh Smith interview. So I apologize for that. That was, that was my bad. Wait a minute. I thought this was the, I thought this was the Sam Coppinger show. I no, we must have both gotten the wrong schedule because clearly oh. this is a Josh Smith show. This was the episode in which we all watched Josh Smith defend a domestic terrorist. <laughs> you telling this me week, we got in the wrong schedule. You're it, telling it was, me this isn't the Gary North stoning hour? No, it was it was it was Josh Smith defending terrorism hour, and we had just all gotten the wrong schedule. I don't know who sent that out. It was just imagine a, a show where major. where Gary North just gets really high, and it's called the Gary North Stoning Hour. <laughs> John, John, I was just gonna say, can you imagine the zany antics that would happen if you got a memo that there's gonna be a stoning with Gary North, and you're like, oh hey dude, I'm gonna go get stoned with Gary, and you show up, and you're like, oops. Okay, so Sam, I want to hear your take on what. Because uh, I was going to ask you about the Wisconsin shooting anyway. Um, I want to hear your take on that since since Josh just gave a take. My take is that if you get in your car or your mom's car, as it were, if you get in your mom's car, drive 30 miles away to some place that you don't even live in a neighborhood that you're not even part of with an assault rifle as a an aspiring cop. Assault when rifle. Okay, a semi-automatic rifle and go and drive to a place where you're not even a part of the community as a cop worshipping person in the midst of a protest against police brutality and systemic racism. You are going there with the intention to kill people. That's clearly what he did. The first murder was just that a murder it was not in self-defense and then the following ones of course people were attacking him because he just murdered somebody and that does not count as self-defense either it's not self-defense when you're trying to fight off people who are attacking you because you just killed somebody i think legally it comes down to what happened for the first shooting like i mean there might be there i've seen a few videos they're kind of grainy it's hard to tell i mean i think I think the guy's an idiot. Don't get me wrong. I think there could be a self-defense claim. It depends. It really depends on that first shooting. Like if the guy was, if he was in fear for his life or fear that the guy was going to take the gun from him. Oh yeah. Like Cause that. that's never been exploited before. I feared for my life. That's the no, thing. it absolutely, it absolutely <laughs> that's the, has the been. Mr. Cry of all police. He's no, got I, that I, down. I, I agree. For no, sure. no, yeah. no, yeah, I the statements and the videos seem to support self-defense. So far, I think it's best to reserve judgment and not call somebody a domestic terrorist. He's or a, a domestic hero terrorist. I will absolutely, absolutely, am completely comfortable calling him a domestic terrorist. I mean, my my thing on it is, you know, it sh should he, as a seventeen year old kid, gone over there and you know, I don't and, care what age really, he is, right? I guess you know. I mean, that's the thing is, should he have gone over there? Probably not. Carrying a gun, what he knew was not legally. Um, you know, I, I mean, you, you can have more about the legality more, of the weapon yeah. either. I, I, that's, I'm, I'm with you on that, Sam. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, that's you know, not, I the point is that he drove to a protest explicitly opposite his politics, which he obviously knew in advance. And he went there with a gun to try to, to he went there with a gun to kill people. He knew that's exactly what he was doing. That is exactly well, I believe what he was doing. He did not right go now is that he drove to a auto dealership specifically to defend it with a friend. 
Oh, okay. What a what a hero. Things. I'm sorry. Clearly, I'm this is a man who should be praised not, and I'm worshipped by libertarian here. ranks. Saying, I don't think he went there with the intention to shoot protesters. And that's why he went there with a big gun, because he didn't intend to shoot anybody. In context being that there was an auto dealership that was burnt the night before. All the cars were torched. Oh, okay. Is that thing about him working somewhere, is that confirmed? Because I've seen that some places, but I, I feel like there's so much misinformation. Sorry, what did you say? I said I believe it's confirmed now, but I'm just saying, like, it's best to reserve judgment until you have all the facts. Like, just going off your hip and showing, oh, domestic terrorist, or hero, or whatever we the fuck you want to do. We not want to be too hasty on judging the guy who drove somewhere else to kill three people. That's That would be, that would be silly to do. It would be silly to 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 pre you know jump to any conclusions about a guy who who murdered two people and shot another. That that would be that would be ridiculous. Well, I think you've got two issues here, and I'm going to be honest. I, I'm not real up to speed on everything going on in the world right now. But my initial take was kind of the same as Sam's. But at the same time, I'm also saying that, yes, we need to let all the facts come out. Do I think it was a bit cavalier and Wild West uh, for a 17-year-old to pick up an arm? And and even if his intentions were the best, I think it was a misguided move. Mm -hmm. With that said, do we know exactly what played out on what led to the actual fatal shooting? It doesn't seem that way. So I'm not going to say one bad thing or one good thing about this kid. I do think that probably in this situation right now, inserting yourself for any sort of heroism like that might not be the best idea. So it's it's kind of twofold there, the way I see it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, so, it's not a simple, simple, yeah. simple thing. No, and, not at all. And you know what? And what, what it's going to come down to when it comes to, you know, the, the legal side of it is, is he able, is he going to be able to claim self-defense? And it's the, the, legality is going to be looking at literally within those moments before and and during possibly a little bit slightly after you know that that's what's going to have to be argued what the now, legality is going is, to be is his lawyer finding it and, and insisting on having an all-white jury and then playing up how he was an aspiring cop and then he's acquitted oh. That's that's what what it's, it's going to come down to. I can see he's going to be acquitted totally of all charges because they're going to get a sympathetic jury. They're going to structure the jury, play up the fact he's he was only seventeen when it happened, and say that he was an aspiring cop who was trying to protect his community. And absolutely, all charges are are gone immediately. That's that's what's going to happen. He's probably yeah. going to be in Congress by twenty forty. From a legal standpoint, though, he there. I mean, there is a possible self defense, uh, affirmative defense there. Like, yeah. It, it really depends. It's going to depend from on all, what the from all remotely credible sources or information I've seen. At least the first murder was just a murder. It was he, there was absolutely no threat to his life whatsoever. Somebody like threw a bag at him or something. It was not a Molotov cocktail like the the shop right. video suggested. Somebody threw a bag at him or something. He killed him, and then people went after him because he just killed somebody. Yeah. The the eyewitness statements say that he tried to take the gun from him. So, I mean, that's the official eyewitness statement that's in the uh, warrant for his arrest. And that's that's a threat on, on his life, trying to disarm an, an unstable to disarm an armed kid man, who came what's, what's going to possibly happen? You could lose your life. Okay, if somebody okay. takes your gun and you're armed, you can lose your life. Okay, so this is the apologist hour now. I don't it's think not. it's apologist. That's, that's where self-defense would come in. If somebody's trying to take your gun from you, the fear would be that it's going to be used against you. Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, 
either okay so either way though either way in any way that it plays out if if it is something of self-defense the the issue that i ultimately have then is how people are are using it to hero worship mm -hmm. i think that I is that. that is the bigger issue than you know, they don't kind of they don't actually care if it was self-defense or not no right. none of the people exactly. praising this kid care if it was self-defense they don't they see no. this guy going out and they killing don't. cops and they, that's a hero to them they right. they love the rothbardian or hoppian sense that we should just go out and murder anybody who doesn't fit yep. our our characterization of what libertarianism is which is basically right. anybody fascist counts as a libertarian and anybody who's not as a commie and and gunning them down as a service to society they do not right. care if it was self-defense or not this is to them a hero who who drove to, to go defend this community that the police are are failing and letting fall into anarchy that that all across the country the police are failing and now the the right-wing militias need to rise up and protect private property because the police have failed that's that's what this is about and all of these right-wing quote-unquote libertarians who love hop and rothbard that that is why they're supporting this kid they don't care if it was self-defense it's not a gun rights issue they just explicitly right. support murdering people who they don't agree with right I think and that and I that's the thing issues, that's, that's the, the biggest one. issue that i see is is the hero worship over self-defense self-defense there's also not... the opposite what's that there's two extremes there's also the opposite which i feel that sam is falling for here there's a hero worship and the demonization instead of just yeah i'm gonna demonize that. somebody who murdered several people and went do, drove to a protest with a gun to murder protesters protesting police brutality and systemic racism yeah i'm gonna Let's demonize say, we're, them. We're, we're all making assumptions at this point it's better to wait until we know what actually happened and follow the evidence instead of immediately jumping to domestic terrorist or fucking hero it's not i mean generally that does not play out very well look what happened with nicholas sandman that yeah. he's a prick and now he's he's turning turning this this situation into a, a lifetime grift act and and already yeah, you know creating himself with conservative what circles. he was right. accused of like with like it was not true whatsoever. You need to wait for the facts to come out and evaluate them instead of just jumping to conclusions. And cool, he's still right some now. stupid racist conservative prick kid. I could not care less about him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Sam? I'm gonna have to agree with you. He's still a little fucking snivel face. I don't care. Yeah, what he, 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 he's gladder than anything in the world that this happened. This is this oh, whole yeah. situation, mm -hmm. greatest thing that has ever happened to Ooh. Nicholas Salmon in his he got life. Canceled. He was nobody. Yep. And now because he got canceled, he has a lifetime <laughs> career in conservative politics and media. This is the greatest yep. thing that has ever happened to him in his life. But he's going to keep pretending that he was a victim and that he was so so wronged by the, the leftist SJW machine. He, he is just yeah, added himself the initial narrative not factual and that kind of played against the people that said it was factual mm -hmm. the people that brought that narrative forward and that was incorrect they have egg on their face you know cool. and so don't jump i to don't care i will jump to conclusions i do not care about nicholas sandman i don't care about this domestic terrorist i mean whether or not it was self-defense i agree we shouldn't be lionizing him as some sort of hero i think right. that's that's nope. the issue there i do think there yeah. are people like myself that do care about the narrative of what happened like when i first heard what happened i immediately was like okay this guy's probably he probably is a domestic terrorist or he probably went in there and just started shooting at people because i heard like three shot at right. at a protest but ready for trouble to come find him and got you know mm -hmm. got excited for the for the trouble to find him but it, it's I honestly mean, tough right now like I do feel like we still, even if 
even if he's a total prick, if it was self-defense, I do feel like we still have to defend that. Agreed. You don't convict somebody based on their beliefs. It's on yep. the actions. So, but either way, in the end, if it was, you know, if, if he gets off on self-defense, just the entire hero worship is just so pathetic. Self-defense is not a heroic act. It is uh, this a was necessary, a right, it. it's a necessary mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. in a particular moment that is just tragic and unfortunate. And it's not, it's not heroism. You know, it's just. Say you know, even that the first person was the aggressor and he did act in self-defense the two following people that were shot could have believed he was an active shooter. And that's a fucking tragedy that those people acted like say, say they, they either rightly or wrongly acted that in the, in the belief that he was an active shooter, you know, they're like what somebody lost their life and somebody is now in the hospital, you know, missing a chunk of their arm. Yeah. It's 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 tragic tragic all around. Yeah. Like it's not something to worship, you know, create hero worship from or, I don't think people should demonize. Just wait for the fucking facts to come out. Can we pause for a second to look at the angry guy in the comment section? You guys, you guys seeing this right now? So let me let me read this one out. Imagine pretending to be libertarians. You guys are sad. Can watch a very easily understood piece of footage and claim that it's something else. Now you guys are complaining about how another child is taking advantage of being canceled. You guys don't live in reality. (laughs) What? Okie dokie. Yeah, whatever you say, dude. I'm sorry. Right. You know what? Thanks for the copy pasta. <laughs> yeah, that was really sweet of you. And here's the deal. Like going back to Sandman. Okay. Was, did the media jump the gun on that? Absolutely. It was never a freaking story. Okay. But what we got to know is there was this no little snivel face kid and then some left wing agitators and then these really awful uh, black Israelites or whatever. And at the end of the day, Nobody was necessarily right. Nobody was necessarily wrong. And that kid still looks like a snipple face. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah. Okay. Just the facts. So, I mean, I would give anything for the entire, you know, media existence to just smear the shit out of me because, I mean, then I would never have to work a day in the oh, rest yeah. of my life. But you know, you know how much money that could Trevor. be? That's mm-hmm. that's all that the the that Republican politics is about is is unjust aggrieved white men getting a career out of being unjustly aggrieved white men. That's that's the state of the Republican Party post twenty sixteen. And if you're some some stupid white kid who you know got told to shut up by a black girl at college once, you get you have a Fox News show now. That's all that it takes. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta hang out at the college the, campus. The left wait. got me, and then you go on Fox, and now you're a hero, and every single boomer is sending you money every month, and now you have a Fox News show, and you're shaking hands with Ben Shapiro, <laughs> and then suddenly Kid Rock is like playing your yeah, birthday no, no. party. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's even if you if you have no soul, it would be very easy to to get into the conservative grift machine. That's really why so many people have, because if you just are willing to sell your soul for for fame and and fortune, you could get into that so easily. If you're just you don't even have to be a white guy, because if you're if you're something else, you could then you could play the token angle and say, well, America's not really racist. And it's it's racist to say that it's racist, actually. Candace freaking Owens all over. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it, it, it's, yeah. it's quite maddening to me when, when you look at that machine. And, it, and it's been going on for a long time. You're absolutely right on that, Sam. Uh, it, it's just this self-perpetuating. Uh, did we lose Brian? Nope. Brian paused. Aww. Brian, you're on pause. We can't hear you, bud. <laughs> do we have any other comments on that? Well, we wait. I mean, we can we can let Brian come back and and give his comments on it. But do we want to move on to another topic, or are we are we staying on this one for a little bit? Do you have any closing thoughts on this one, Sam? Because we have some other ones to cover. I'm missing out on Brian's, you know, rant about the conservative grift machine because I'm sure it would have been delightful. I I I but. definitely. I, if we yeah, when we get Brian back, I will definitely go back to that. Um, maybe I'll I'll pause here and we'll ask a very brief one. Um, if you had a marsupial pocket, where would it be on your body, and what would you keep in it? <laughs> this came from the uh, the comments section of one of the posts we made. I, about, yeah, I think I yeah. saw that on there. Uh, is this a requirement? <laughs> well, what so is that? You have a marsupial pocket. You yeah, if you had it, it yeah. where would you want it? Maybe like like a small one on the thigh. Maybe that's probably most easily concealable. <laughs> Fuck no! You're gonna go for the You chest. could use it as you're a holster. The most coverage. You're gonna you know, you can carry the most stuff. No, you could use it as a holster <laughs> right on your thigh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I get it. Put, put I, I mean, thigh would be convenient. Be like a pocket, kind of. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> so, moving on to something absolutely, large... totally different and way more serious. Do you think Harry Truman was a war criminal? I, I you admitted it once. Fucking don't back down. I said Say that it. it was probably a war crime. Just well, by you... by definition, I I I feel like the definition you, of a war crime would be targeting civilians, which is clearly what both of those bombings were. I don't know what is supposed to be accomplished by calling Truman a war criminal. I don't I don't see how that advances any helpful goals or issues in society. What's this What's this question that just popped up? Oh, going back to the the shooting. Um... I think some reversed. people would. I, I would want the facts to come out. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I think uh, I. I don't think the Proud Boys have anything to be proud of, and I think they're complete assholes. But I don't think if if they're actually not being violent, I don't think they deserve to be shot. If you want an inverse of this situation, look at how people responded to Derek Foster. Yeah. These same right. people in the Libertarian Party that are now. You know, they're all like, oh, this guy's a hero. They were so fucking awful about Garrett Foster. And he's one of our own. And they just trashed him. Yeah, I remember it was weird seeing that, that Garrett Foster like shared one of our posts like a week before he died. It was kind of surreal. And mm -hmm. he shared a few Eat the Police posts, a couple of Fakertarians posts. Yeah, he was a follower every, of ours. Every single page that, um, that I'm involved in, he... Um, Garrett had shared and has been actively or had been actively involved in. Yeah, that's a. I mean, I think that's a kind of got me personally about about Garrett is you know I I personally interacted with him on literally everything that I've done and you know in the kind of libertarian sphere. So I was like, oh my gosh. But um, yeah, seeing the way that people reacted to to him, you know, this you know people that spoke negatively of him based on perceived politics or the same people who are worshiping. Um, you know, this, this Kyle kid, that's, you know, essentially based on perceived politics or what kind of politics he, you know, eliminated, you know, that, that kind of thing. And 
So I think definitely the way people initially react um, definitely is hell if they're not a you know consistently principled person, I would say. I get that. So going back to Truman, <laughs> I would say that it matters because the truth matters. And I think it's important to look at authority figures in a different way than how they're commonly looked at. Something, and this is somebody that I don't really follow anymore or have much respect for anymore, but something that Larry Sharp, I remember, said in some podcast a long time ago, 20, 2016 or 17 maybe, is that you never have to be brutally honest. There are always multiple ways to say something, and you can get a message across without it being the most crass way. And what his example was is, if you're a doctor and you're seeing, you know, a patient who that the the patient is somebody's somebody's elderly mother who is who has just passed away, and you have to inform the family of this, you can say. I'm sorry that like, I'm sorry to have to be the one to deliver this terrible news. Your mother has passed away and is no longer with us. You could say that, or you could say, Hey, that, that lady who, who birthed you is dead. And it's, it's a choice of how you say that. So we can either, we can, we can acknowledge in a nuanced level headed way, what the morality of the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings were, or we can just shout, Truman's a war criminal, and so has every president since all of history been. And wh which one, which one is going to be, which one is going to be better received by the, the kind of people who need to hear this? If you say, you know, Truman's a war criminal, all presidents are war criminals, taxation is theft, public school is rape, you're you're scoring a lot of points with a bunch of radical libertarians who already agree with you and have no impact on what society does or doesn't do anyway. Or you can raise a nuanced discussion and actually get some people who, you know, do have a, a innate kind of hero worship or sense of American exceptionalism to actually re-examine their thoughts about about history and government and society. So which which is more valuable here? Scoring points with these these cool slogans or actually raising a discussion that could help change policy for the future. But to play devil's advocate here, I mean, why are you rightfully willing to be harsh about someone like Trump, but not willing to be harsh about someone who murdered, I don't know how it was it hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, there's the, all the radiation afterwards. I mean, it was absolutely horrific. It was. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's horrifying that hundreds of thousands of innocent people died. And it, it's really, it is hard to even as an American, it probably it, judge that from a neutral perspective. And I've acknowledged that before that you're as part of American myth-making it's, it's hard to even, you know, grasp the, the full spectrum of how terrible some things that have happened in American history were, especially by American leaders who are still revered to this day. But the, that uh, the bombings were not, you know, some super easy decision or that he just felt like killing a bunch of people. It was, it was, and it's not like it, it was something that, you know, was unpopular at the time it, until, you know, recent years when people have started examining things a bit more critically. It was, it's virtually been the, the default American position that it was justified, which whether it was or wasn't, it's not, it's, it's it's not some black and white issue. It was it was determined by Truman and his advisors as something that was needed to expedite the end of the war and prevent further death. A lot of people will say that it was you know the utilitarian option to prevent further deaths that would have been even 
greater in magnitude than the bombings. And I'm not sure about the accuracy of that, but regardless, it goes to point out that this was not some black and white decision or one made out of just sheer evil and, and desire to kill civilians. I mean, or it could have been a show of Mr. Wyman, one question. Okay, like, so you're 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 fine with that happening? Like, you're you can't call him a war criminal. Like, can you just call him? Like, give me give me a uh, yes or no. Is Harry Truman a war criminal? Please, just tell me. I don't see value in answering that question. As, as give me a yes or no answer. It's I'm simple. not going to do that. Is Trump? A I'm fascist? not going to do that. Do yes, Trump is a fascist. Well, what I about? Mean, is Harry Truman a war criminal for killing hundreds of millions of people? Sorry, not sorry, hundreds, sorry, hundreds of thousands hundreds of people. Hundreds of dead. millions, wow. Hundreds of thousands, I corrected myself, sorry. I don't see value in answering that question as posed. If, if, you, no want to, if you want to raise, like if just, you want to raise to a question it. about the morality of the bombings and whether or not they were necessary, that's one thing. Just saying, is Truman a war criminal is not a question of value that's going to have any positive did, impact on society did, in the future. Did Harry Truman commit an immoral act by authorizing the murder of 100,000 or more people with the atomic Probably. I'm not, I'm not a military historian, and I'm not you know, exceptionally familiar with the exact conditions of World War II at that period. Is it ever justified to kill another person who is not who has not wronged you? Okay, is it ever justified to kill civilians in warfare? I have not fought in a war, and I don't feel like I am qualified as you know a a sheltered prince of suburbia to make you know sweeping moral declarations about warfare. What about, what about Mili? Can you say Mili was, was a bad thing? Like, they killed civilians. Is, is it ever wrong to kill civilians? That was a much more black and white situation. That was not something that was determined to be necessary to avert further death. Direct war crime. It, it's not, that's not what the difference is. That's not that's, that's absolutely way, not what the only difference is. The only, the difference, they, were, the, they were killed purposely okay the difference between that and I, I this isn't me apologizing for the the nuclear bombings this is the the difference between those situations is that the my Lai massacre was a a deliberate explicit war crime solely for the purpose of killing civilians to no other ends the bombings of japan were seen as part of a greater military strategy to expedite the end of the war that that was their completely different situations fundamentally so even though they both so you're they a war both crime apologist i understand Thank they you. both may have been they both both may well have been unjustified ultimately but regardless the moral calculus and circumstances surrounding them were entirely what different. is your moral calculus what, what do you ridiculously dishonest deposit that they're the, the the same situation so i don't get the hesitate i mean yeah, I don't get the hesitation in calling him a war criminal. It's not like I'm asking you to like put out an ad saying he's a war criminal or make your like change your page name to Harry Truman is a war criminal or having Joe Jorgensen like up on stage. You know that you Harry wouldn't Truman's love that. Don't, don't pretend you wouldn't love that. I'm I'm not saying I'd hate it, but I'm I'm not asking you to do that right now. It's it's literally like a question in a philosophical discussion about Truman. It's not I'm not asking you to buy ad time or devote all your time to saying he's a war criminal. 
Aaron so what what is the what is your your objective purpose for asking me this question? What do you hope to derive from my answer to this question? It's an interview. We're asking you questions. It's a, like if you you answer them, that's how that works. Yeah, but what's the purpose of that question? What do you think is achieved by saying answer. that Truman is a war criminal or not? So I'm answer I'm the one the who question. needs to determine yeah. this. No, no, it's your opinion. Your opinion is was it yes or no? Is he a war criminal? You could say yes or no. You could say no. I don't believe he is. Yes, I believe he was because he killed hundreds of thousands of people. I I'm not going to answer either of those. Why do All you right. lack the courage to answer that? It's not about courage. It's about about a nuanced and productive view of history that I do not think no, that this either, question either it's justified assists. Or it's not. Which is it? This is the opposite of nuance is black and white thinking like this. No, something can be justified or unjustified. Which that is, is black and white unnuanced thinking. Yes, but that's how that's how it works. Is either something is moral that's or immoral. Not really how it works. There there may ultimately be some determination, but just just declaring it as somebody this who had nothing to do with gymnastics the... to avoid to avoid saying something that you agree with. Like, you know that you agree that it was wrong. You agree that. And I agree to that. I've seen you type that to us in the comments. You agree to that. You just don't want to say it because you don't want to be caught on video saying that Harry Truman was a, sorry, Harry Truman was a criminal. Harry <laughs> Criminal was a war Truman. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah he so almost said it. <laughs> we almost got him there. I'm just going to change some of the words around, like re-splice the video. <laughs> almost. <Yeah. laughs> Harry Criminal. He was a very Harry Criminal, by the way. Okay, so we can move on to another question. Jeremy, did you have anyone? Because I was—I know we have that uh, question list. Do you have anyone you wanted to to throw at him, or do you want me to pick one? I can pick one. Um, so Jeremy's muted. I don't know if he knows that. Oh, he is. Jeremy, uh, you're muted, dude. Yeah, Jeremy. Nope, I totally oh, didn't go. realize that. He's been trying to talk Sorry. this whole time, like <laughs> putting in like really good points. <laughs> He had like yeah. paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff rehearsed and we didn't even hear any of it. <laughs> Lost forever. <laughs> I, I don't think my mouth even moved. So, um, what's your take on abortion? Because I've I know I've seen you talk about it a little bit, and I know we, there are the issues with Justin Amash kind of being against it, and I know those have been brought up. So I'm just I'm curious exactly where you stand. I really, really, really do not like talking about the issue because it makes me just very uncomfortable and just regardless of what my views of, of government are, and I will get to that in a second just because you, you've asked and it's a valid question. I It makes me very, very uncomfortable. I think the thought of it is, is it repulses me and it's, I, it makes me very uncomfortable to even think or talk about and that's just how it is and that's what it is. Politically, I I think that this is one of very, very few issues where there are actual valid libertarian cases for both sides to be made. There, there are not a lot of those. People think immigration is one. It is not. This is one that I think there is at least a valid argument to be made for both sides in that you... Uh, you know, women obviously have bodily autonomy, as do all people, and should not, you know, be subjected to to being it, you know, just fertilization chambers to to grow this human being against their will. But the 
argument can also easily be made that the you know fetus especially once it's reached a certain point in development can be seen as an inv individual person who has rights as well under a libertarian ethos and so those rights come into contrast with each other and it's it's i think there's legitimate determinations to be made from each side as to what the proper course of action in that regard is having said that my position would be, assuming if i was in in power i would never seek to overturn roe v wade or anything like that that would absolutely not be something i would do i would resist doing that it is the law has been settled on this issue that is what it is and i think that probably the uh it, it should probably be you know the first trimester allowed and then after that only in cases of you know the usual exemptions of either danger to the mother or you know horrific birth defects or you know rape or incest or you know mothers 13 years old or something like that yeah which i mean i, I can understand a... people having disagreements on that it's it's a very complex yeah. issue well and i even think the 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 medical community even has a, a general consensus on that i mean getting a you know, getting a later, later term abortion isn't like you don't walk into a Planned Parenthood and, and have it done. Like, it's yeah, the, I'm, the, I'm the later fully, you get, the harder it gets. Uh, yeah, I'm fully aware too. you know, any anytime I, I even signal any discomfort or anything with abortion to any level, you get people saying, oh, well, you know, the only late term abortions are or are, are, either the only or 99 point however many percent are you know only when there is you know danger to the mother or something like that and that's perfectly understandable and fine it's but i i rarely hear those people say what their opinion would be of a completely elective abortion with with no health cause or anything at eight months would would they be mm -hmm. comfortable with that that's something you never hear an answer from all that you hear is well nobody ever does that okay but what if they did would you be okay with with you know a abortion of a completely healthy infant from a completely healthy woman at eight months i well, i i think there's a difference between if you personally like it or are okay with it and whether you think it should be legal like there's two there are two different yeah issues. i understand that it's uh, and and there are yeah tons of libertarians who would share my you know, discomfort with the issue who regardless, you know, favor 100% completely elective at any and all point, which that's me. Yeah. And, but it's, it's as far as the legality aspect, if you can ever, if you're ever comfortable making a determination that a, a infant before birth, you know, in the womb, even if it's one day before, you know, birth, it does that count as a human being with rights? And then from that that point, that would be where you would get into not supporting the legality of it in the same way that it, you know, because by, by that point, you'd essentially be saying that it would be a murder, which obviously would not be justifiable by, justifiable by libertarian principles. Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, as I said earlier, this entire issue makes me very uncomfortable, especially as just somebody who, for obvious reasons, will never have anything to do with you know, personally giving birth to a child or being <laughs> pregnant. And it's just, I, the, the irony of five men sitting in a podcast talking about abortion is not lost on me. 
Okay, well, I, I know it's a sensitive issue for you, so we can move on to another one. But I know uh, my sock account up there had a question he wanted to ask. Yeah, John Kudan here, of course. Um, so, Sam, I know you have said previously that you viewed like anybody that wasn't on the coast, east or west, as hicks. Anybody in between in the flyover states, they were hicks and they were you know their their opinions were less valuable and they were backwards people how do you still you still stand by that with things of that regard and things of a slightly more furred nature people should realize that a lot of the time i'm i'm rarely more than 60% serious about things okay i just wanted to see if you were actually serious about that cuz we had there's more than a few questions about that cuz a lot of people live I am I am self aware of the fact that I that I do objectively have an anti rural and anti you know breadbasket bias, but it's not like I actually legitimately think that these people are lesser than others, you know, inherently or something like that. And it's not like I would, you know, support any measures that would marginalize these people, you know, to any any you know legitimate degree or anything like that it's just it's it's you know how the terrible things that sports teams fans say about one another it's it's of that nature are you familiar with the rule of goats i am familiar with ken white's rule of goats I love the rule of goats. I think that's an adequate answer. He says he's not quite serious about what he says, even though he may have an he may have a bias against people in, in between I, the two. I, posts should we get there. into part of of why that bias exists, though? Because I can do that of of why there is that thirty percent serious bit to that, and that's because American culture. Oh, that's some toasting right there. American culture American culture tremendously over-romanticizes ruralism, and I'm sick of it, and it's irritating, and it's it, there's no justification for it. There's such this phenomenon in this country that the media perpetuates constantly that you're not part of real America unless you live in, in you know, a rural area, unless you live in, you know, rural Kansas, you're not real America. Look at any holiday special. It's always about somebody who lives in New York or LA or San Francisco going home for the holidays back to rural Missouri. And they <laughs> learn that they, you know, they learn to take life slow and that, that they, you know, they put down their cell phone and they, they, you know, breathe the fresh air. And then they realize that's what life is really about is, you know, life in the countryside and that the city is a lesser plane of existence and that people who are in the cities are lesser. And this isn't even just a, a social or media phenomenon in America. It's, it's built into our norms and institutions like the Electoral College in which the vote of somebody from Wyoming is worth more than four times the vote of somebody from California. This, this rural bias of what America is and that you're not a real American unless you live in a rural area or a low population state is stupid and irritating. And so my repulsion to that is part of why I have this bias. I've got to say, I don't normally see people saying what you're saying, but um, in regards to people acting like, oh, they're, they're better than you because they live in a rural area, I don't see that very often. That I also live in a large most city. definitely large happens. That's, city, that's... But, uh, Look at any, you know, stupid boomer memes that go around like, oh, I, share this if you miss, 
you know, real America. That's a picture of like some farmer with his son and his dog or something. It's like, that's any, ask anybody about real or, or, you know, how often politicians talk about the heartland. It's, we got to, you know, we're winning in the heartland. It's, it's all about, you know, right. You're just kind of dipping your toe in and you don't want to say it publicly because it might, it might reflect badly on you, but deep down you believe those things. Is that what's going on here? But I am expressing my my disapproval of the romanticization of rural life at the expense of the demonization of urban life. I really you know, don't I think see that's... much like demonization of urban life. Like, and I live in a very urban city. Then you're no, you have your eyes closed. You know, I, I think I think I see it. I, I, I think it's especially when you get to the, the Lifetime movie kind of things and the, the romanticization of it. I, I kind of wonder if it's dying off a little bit with, you know, with more of our generation. But you still got to market to boomers in, in a way. And so it's it's still there. It's still it still exists. For, for and sure. it's so ironic because boomers didn't grow up there. Boomers grew up in, in these Levitowns. They, they right. grew up in exactly the same way that I grew up in a in a suburb outside of an urban area, but yep. for some reason they that you know I was just there the culture that they grew up in also romanticized rural life, and so even though it's not the life they lived, they that still imparted this this adoration of this lifestyle to them that they will perpetuate on as part of American culture. So I had a request to ask you something. What did those Haitian rice farmers ever do to you? Do you have no I, idea what I'm, I'm having, talking about? I'm having, I, I remember something about that. I, yeah, I think not, it had something to do with Reagan. If it I was, it was some policy he put in place. It was if some, I remember, was, actually, if I remember right, it was some policy that wasn't even actually bad from a libertarian perspective, like, like, you know, broad view. It was like some free trade policy, I think. That wasn't it something as, or something? As free trade often does, you know, it, it, you know, puts people in an uncomfortable position, but it's for the betterment of society as a whole. And I think that's what it was, is that somehow these Haitian rice farmers were, became worse off because of some free trade policy that Reagan passed. But it's like, are we going to, you know, is libertarianism going to start embracing protectionism too for the factory jobs in, in you know, Michigan? Because it, it's just, that's, that's not what no, the libertarian... I position is we don't shout out to admin number 502 that was his question <laughs> i agree like, with you there like just but... because just because we can acknowledge that free trade does produce negative outcomes for some people doesn't mean it's an overall negative policy that should be opposed so but if it was if it was a subsidy would you have an issue with it i i honestly yeah, I don't I know more about... okay okay but i'm pretty sure that's not what it was but i was pretty we sure had... it was the opposite of a subsidy. I'm pretty sure if I recall, it was about a free trade policy that I really whoever... wish we had admin 502 here right now. Cause that, yeah, was, that was his thing. We'll make this sure was, this was like a year and a half ago. So I don't yeah. remember it that much anyway, but like I said, if I recall, it was a free trade policy that somehow made some people worse off, which is unfortunate, but that's free trade often does that. And that's not a reason to oppose free trade. Well, I'll look back into it, but speaking of presidents, who do you think was the greatest president of all time? Lincoln. Ugh. You a big fan of suspending habeas corpus? I'm a big fan of of preserving the American Republic. 
I mean, I get the I, I get the fighting slavery part, but why preserving the American Republic? I don't see anything particularly libertarian about that. Yeah, because you're a dumb anarchist. But the the fact remains that the American experiment has is is the American Constitution is probably the most liber the mo not the but the most libertarian governing document ever you know put into place what in any country. Federation. I mean, that's like saying no, like the tastiest piece of shit. Okay, well, regardless, it is the Constitution is probably the most libertarian governing document of any country in human history, and preserving the American Republic is of the utmost interest to anybody who truly has a respect for liberty as put into practice. I don't I think, think the U.S. has liberty put into practice. I think we murder a bunch of people overseas. I think we have overflowing jails, the highest number per capita of people incarcerated. I don't see liberty. Nobody loves moral equivocation more than tankies and libertarians and leftists. <laughs> highest percentage per capita of, or highest number per capita of people incarcerated. I don't see freedom there. Okay, have you gone to... I think you're like, just repeating Dave Smith's... Uh intro to his show have you gone to like the cato freedom index and looked at the u.s rankings Ob objectively the u.s is still among the most free countries in the world and especially compared to you know empires and nations past lot like long past centuries ago the u.s is phenomenally libertarian compared to those obviously fantastic that's why there's riots not just on paper and obviously i will happily join alongside this is why i'm libertarian is because i don't think we're anywhere near the goals that we need to achieve and that we should always maintain a struggle to better realize the goals of the constitution and then some because even the constitution is, does not go as far in several areas as libertarians would like to go so we should never you know just rest on our laurels and assume that the u.s is is the best country and it can't get better and we should just you know stay where we are but that you can push for the betterment well, of society. Well, America is the country, you saying it's the best country? Which one is it? What? Well, you said America is not the best country, but you said it was the freest country. Which is it? Is it? Is the freest country the best country? I think America is the best country on Earth. Okay. So is it the freest country? Is that what you believe? It depends what you value more highly. I know that some estimates put like you know it, it's all sub subjective of how the weighting of all these things work I've, i know that well, other ones that rank very highly are switzerland and canada and australia are all considered significantly free countries too i mean and, i oh go on uh, so i'm i'm not you know I, I wouldn't be completely comfortable in saying that america is definitively the freest country in the world right now but i, I don't think it's too far off uh, I personally uh, value first. not being in a cage, and uh, with those prison numbers, that's we're pretty bad. I think yeah, we have the illusion of freedom here. You believe you have freedom, but you do not. You have to comply. Everything is highly freedom. relative, and that's something that like radical libertarians, leftists, and tankies do not understand, is that everything is very relative, and that a bad thing and a worse thing are not equally bad. I mean, maybe some of the other countries would be a little freer if we weren't bombing them into oblivion all the time. I mean, okay, yeah, that's really probably true. Their governments and you know, in, trying to influence them. Trying to influence is not inherently bad. Trying to overthrow is well, when the almost always is for bad. The purposes of the United States, you know, military-industrial complex and Pretty being sure able to sell weapons I, to them. Or I mean, you guys know I'm not a neocon or something. 
What you know I'm not a neocon, so what? what is the <laughs> even point of this? You know that I already agree with you on this. What's your the take only, on Iran-Contra? I am not that familiar with it, but I, it's, I'm it's i sure it was a bad thing. It's I, I don't think that Reagan personally knew about it, but I, I will hold it against him anyway in a buck-stops-here manner, because I think that's appropriate for virtually anything that happens under a president's administration that, you know... Harry Truman comes back around again. That buck stops here. That was, you know, he coined that phrase. The war crimes stop here. Well, Harry Truman literally ordered the atomic bombing. Okay, regardless. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned it because in our background of this again. But <laughs> anyway, no, it's it's it was not justified, and it was a bad thing, along with many many other bad things that Reagan has done that I have publicly acknowledged are bad many times. So you can you can say that Iran Contra is bad, but you can't say that the atomic bombing is bad. He said it was bad, but he won't say it. He won't. He's he's acknowledged that it might be a war crime, but he won't say that Truman's a war criminal. Which you know, because I don't bad, think that's though? productive. Yes, it was bad. Okay, so he did a bad thing. It was immoral, correct? Is Truman bad? I I just what does that mean? That's such Wait, an you just said word. no, but you just said. You just said that the atomic bombing was bad. So applying that same definition of bad is Truman bad. Well, okay. So it's it's just you could do this with anybody and take one issue and and say like you could take one bad issue and and say is the person bad now? It's like everybody's done a bad thing. But is it's, Truman bad? Every it's in the sense that virtually every politician is bad, sure. It's it's just I, that's such an ambiguous meaningless Not every term. politician bad. fucking bombing <laughs> yeah. thousands of people. Yeah, I mean he's pretty it's, up there on the on the bad list. That's know, not it's, even covering it's Operation Meeting House, the firebombing of Tokyo, which killed like about a million people. Okay, but he also you know had the Marshall Plan and started the ball rolling on civil rights legislation, and just because you do something that you think is good if you did something incredibly evil and terrible before that does not redeem you not it doesn't necessarily and i would agree with that but it does mean that there's a, a more complex moral calculus at play and that you need to sit down and actually weigh the factors rather than just make a determination based on a single issue because people are very complicated whether or same, not he did something all of us as libertarians not, not validate whether or not he's a war criminal virtually all of us as libertarians hold great fondness and respect for you know george washington and james madison and thomas jefferson even though they you know engage directly and personally well, we acknowledge the bad we acknowledge the good and the bad you i'm acknowledging the bad i've acknowledged the bad i said the bombings were bad i've said iran contra's bad i said the drug war is bad. bad i've said ignoring the aids crisis is bad. Bad yes he did a bad thing i just said okay. that was it a war crime yeah probably there you go war criminal we got it <laughs> this is nobody different than i've said before yeah, he said it was a war crime before. Yeah, <laughs> his dog doesn't like Truman. But yeah, yeah, my dog <laughs> he said it was a war crime before, but he wouldn't say that Truman was a war criminal. So I think we're still kind of at an impasse here. But what can you do? What should we so talk about next? Let's, uh, let's move on. A war um, crime. What would they, are they a war criminal if they commit a war crime? Can we have questions from people other than Junk? <laughs> okay, He's a so good guy, I got one. Junk is a great one. guy. I, I appreciate him. Um, so I've got one. We, we kind of talked, I kind of talked about this in, um, 
in the group earlier this week, um, specifically about like, you know, Dave Smith or just in general, the, you know, podcaster. For one second. Can I point out that I got Josh to sit to condemn a Dave Smith quote and he's going to be so mad. Yeah, it's whatever. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, Jeremy, I remember you punting that question to this about whether or not we can make a determination and say Dave Smith is alt-right not not just dave smith panders to the alt-right which anybody of of any seriousness or or you know moral worth whatsoever can already say but can we say dave smith is alt-right and that seems to be something that most of you guys are not comfortable saying whereas i am entirely comfortable saying that here's the sticking point is whether we not whether or not we believe that dave smith is genuine in what he's saying so he may personally not be alt right, but he's definitely pandering to them. He could be alt right. Like, totally do we need to bring back the rule of goats know. again? <laughs> but like, what he's doing is definitely like he's appealing to the alt right. He's trying to bring them into the party. It's Paleo Strategy 2.0. Yeah, understand that's. That. I mean, that that is much Dave is Smith absolutely obvious. I think that there is enough evidence to conclude that Dave Smith is alt right, and I'm they, not really they didn't object to anybody saying that either. Like, fact number one for that for me is the quote that John had posted from episode 400 and whatever, where they were talking about uh, Stefan Molyneux and you know racial IQ statistics. And Dave Smith explicitly endorsed the pseudoscientific, you know, myth of white supremacy through IQ statistics. He he's explicitly endorsed that. He was like, "Yeah, it's it, that's that's true. It's scientific fact. What are you going to do about it? Like, if you he, want me to believe, it, then make a make an argument or something." He tried I will, to play that game that it's totally legitimate to call him all right. He tr- whether I mean you can you can say he is. Maybe he not actually is a, a like deep down. He might just be pandering. But I could see the. It's like, well, who's to say anybody? It's like you could say, you know, Hitler was just pandering. Then it's I was like, going to say people can't be judged by their own actions and words. It's like, then what are we even doing? I wanted to bring up that quote because he tried to play dumb after it. So yeah, he was like, well, I'm not really sure what to do with it. I don't talk about it very much. But yeah, it's, and he was like, right. he was like, well, I don't know. How, like he was totally defending Molyneux, like point yeah. blank, not even. But then he was like, well, I don't know how much is race and how much is. Uh, environment or something like that, but he was totally defending Mo- what Molyneux was saying about it. Like, but he does those little things like that, and I mean, well, yeah, personally, because even even just doing it, the tiniest little little thing is enough for people like Josh to go, oh, well, he's not really all right then. It's just the the tiniest little little speck of something of plausible deniability that's enough for them to to feel good about. Because mm-hmm. somebody like- somebody on Josh's tier will probably not be a fan of Molyneux outright and won't say that he's good, but they are completely fine with somebody praising him as long as they give a one crumb of plausible deniability at the end. I totally thought you were talking about a different Josh for a second, and I got really confused. No, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because that's what, what tier I see is because somebody, I feel like Josh is still on a tier slightly below I would say where Heiss is, where I think Heiss is just outright oh, yeah. a Molyneux fan. Like I don't he, think he's a Molyneux fan. He, I've seen him. I've seen him. If he's Molyneux. not, if he's not, I bet it's because like, oh, he's just too statist or something. It's something stupid like that. How how my favorite thing on the internet is when you're on Twitter talking to like Groypers or something, and they're like, <laughs> oh, you're you're like you somehow you end up bringing up Richard Spencer. They're like, no, I hate him. He's too far left, and it's like. 
Oh yeah. Okay. So, so there was like, a post in in the LPMC group about that. Someone said something about Richard Spencer, and everyone in the group got really, really mad. Like, no, we don't support Richard Spencer. Because they're like, he's oh well, no, he's a socialist. And but it's then, like, the- if that is what your main problem with him is, then for for all reasonable extents and in purposes, you are a fan of his. That's, but then, if that's your only issue, that's that's. So there's no. there were some that were, that had other issues. I will like admit that. But then there's some just doing the socialist thing. But also. Another guy pops up and is like, actually, I prefer the Cantwell and Howe types. And no one says a fucking thing. God. And then later he says, he says, he said something, the same guy, I'm not even going to name him because he's just like a total nobody. But uh, he said something like, they cry out as they strike you. And that's a really common alt-right trope. Um, mm-hmm. It's I, the original quote is like, the Jew cries out as he strikes you or something like that. Like, it was totally right off of that i mean it was it was very it's just, transparent. It's so far beyond any reasonable deniability whatsoever and that's just it's it's so ridiculous and it's like i mean fakertarians you guys have gotten better in like the past year or so but i remember even like a few years ago like 2018 or something it was like cool that you guys were willing to call it like the literal like nazi people but it's like you were still you'd still play so soft on these other ones and stuff. But it's like I'm glad that we're all they also ramped up paleo strategy like like that ramped up over yeah. Well, it was right. always there, but I'm glad that we're like all on the same page about like Woods and Smith and like types like that now because it's just it's so it's so ridiculous and just anybody who doesn't see what they are is is just not somebody that's even worth our time. They just really aren't. I could see some being worth our time because. Especially I think I was convinced who, a little bit. Yeah, but, you're you are very rare in that, but it's, it's like especially the people who are who refuse to you know condemn like the very 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 top tier of you know Spencer Cantwell How that's like yeah oh my like if you don't have a problem with them you're literally a Nazi like they are oh, all literal Nazis they tweet Heil Hitler and stuff like they are oh, that they mm-hmm. literal actual nazis and then it's like i'd put maybe one peg below that you'd have probably Molyneux, and then like one peg below that maybe you'd have heist and then a peg below that you'd have josh and then a peg below that you'd have most are you like, telling me um, dave smith doesn't get a peg <laughs> I, dave is probably on I don't, I don't i don't know if i would put dave on the heist peg or up on the Molyneux peg actually i'd put him on the i think yeah. i'd put him in between honestly yeah yeah but on the subject that, of Josh, that was a picture in my head that I did not need. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to kind of like side with us, and he's kind of riding the line between the usual voluntarist take and the fucking Mises caucus take. Well, it's it's yeah, it's clear what Josh is doing and why. Yeah, because it's he for you know his entire career in the Libertarian Party, he's been like the Mises Caucus candidate, Mises Caucus. He's kind and of tied like, himself to it like an anchor, and he yeah, that's his whole brand. It's like with it, he has to say something. And ex- yeah, fun. I'm I'm pretty sure he like I I get the idea that he knows that these these things and these people are bad. I I really think that he he knows and acknowledges that, but he's just too deep to go back on it now. It's like this this entire political career is invested in this. You can't just Mm -hmm. go back on that. It's like the same as how a lot of people 
you know, who supported Trump in 2016, like vocally don't, don't really like him now, but it's like, they can't go back. So everybody can say, I told you so. So they just are going to vote for him again anyway. And unfortunately for Josh, I feel like he's going to end up getting stabbed in the back by Heights and co in the LPMC. Well, you, gonna end up happening. Dave Smith is stabbing him in the back. Yeah. That fucking, that video, the, where he was complaining about him, where Dave's like, I'm not mad, but he's totally mad. Hey Dave, if you're watching. Yeah, it's, it's cause it's, it's eight minutes. Yeah, he no. was so mad, and he he talked about how uh, how his group called me gay or something like that. It's just no amount of dissent is ever acceptable to them. So it's it's you can you can be like Josh and you know parrot all these talking points for them and and launder their rhetoric into the libertarian mainstream and and you know be you know carry water for them. But the the second that you do anything to oppose an iota of what they say you're you're gone and you're canceled it's the but exact same a lot of yeah. tribalism yeah, he said a mean yeah. thing about gary north yeah and so that's not allowed <laughs> so you know what's you know what else is funny that i wanted the master, to the master i wanted to bring up earlier is that when, when you were talking about tom woods if you want tom woods to stop replying to a twitter conversation just bring up gary north it, it yeah. works without fail. It's hilarious. So we'll be going back and forth, and I'll be like, what do you think about Gary North wanting the stone homosexuals? What did he call him? Like a hero and a scholar or something, and the, the only oh. man I pay to read? Or the, only, the master and the only man I pay to read. Yeah. The, the uh, scholar and a gentleman thing was Austin Peterson. Oh, yeah, about, about Augustus Invictus, yeah. right? Yeah. It was before Charlottesville, but it was when you knew what he was already. Yeah, it's... yeah. Okay, what else do we got in here? I mean, I feel like we could go on about Dave Smith all day and, and all of them. I feel like the caucus is getting even worse with refusing to kick people because Dave, like a couple months back, was was kind of getting mad at them for that. He's like, you shouldn't be kicking people for these things. Yeah, because the they see it as, as capitulating to the SJWs. And then, yeah, exactly. so it's like, any, you know, giving up any ground is... It, they have no moral standards of their own whatsoever. So when they engage in any, you know, banner is anything, they assume it's not because they thought it was, you know, the right thing to do, but just because, you know, the, the SJWs would have demanded it. So they see it as just capitulating to what, what the mob demands. Which really the only time they ever give any ground is when they have a lot of public pressure. And I've noticed that it takes a lot of pressure for them to do anything regarding yeah. all right members. And they kind of have this attitude that like, you guys can believe this, but just don't say it. Don't say it exactly. out loud. And we'll keep you. We'll keep you here. Well, that was the emo Hoppian thing. That was yeah. the thing yeah, where exactly. he, yeah, they man. let him back in if he agreed to like tone it, tone things down. I have a long running hobby of getting emo Hoppian banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have like at least three of his accounts under my belt. So he has Fakertarians blocked. But he still like quote tweets us and writes that like we want people like him dead or something like like it's it's like totally absurd. Like I don't want him dead. I just like making fun of him on Twitter. Like I just I just want him to stop being like Yeah. I don't know, well, a nerd. Didn't he, didn't he lock down his account after he got caught wishing um Nick <laughs> dead? Yeah, there was, was some, he was arguing with Starwark like about it. Times. There was there was something like that. But but I, I've just noticed like they, the Mises Caucus are just, they're just refusing to acknowledge certain people now. Like they they've actually gotten a lot worse with it even in the past five months or so. Like since I left, like there was a time even right after I left where 
I would bring up some people and they'd be like, okay, we're, we're kicking this guy. Like even like worst of the worst kind of thing. Like the guy I posted about today who wanted the cops to put people in body bags at the protests, but he's, he's still in there as of a couple hours ago. And I don't, I don't think they're going to do anything about it. Yeah, it's it's not even the Beezus caucus anymore. It's just the Hop caucus is all it realistically is. It's, it's the Dave Smith caucus because he's just yeah. bringing in his fans. Oh, yeah. It's really funny because like Dave Smith basically runs the caucus now. Like I don't even think it's Heist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite thing is like when, you know, Dave Smith, like you, you, you say some true thing about like Dave Smith and his fan base, and then you get all of them coming in with like, you know, their... <laughs> their profiles that you know have the frog know, 14, 1488 on them and stuff saying that's not true and it's like well thank you for proving my point <laughs> yeah i mean yeah what's funny is that actually a lot of the people that were kicked out of the mises caucus like when the whole uproar happened like maybe six months ago they were people from dave's private subscriber group yeah like like across the board like that jesse <laughs> miller guy the the uh what was it europe is for europeans yeah. it's just a cultural yeah. preference and, and libertarians and need to do more about race as it relates to uh what was it social cohesion crime and iq or something like that mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. the uh the screenshots that actually eventually got him kicked out after heist doubled down on keeping him in were jesse jesse miller is the dude's name he was ranting about jews and stuff like that mm-hmm. those are from dave's private group yeah <laughs> Which obviously, where, where they're completely allowed, clearly, that's that's clearly you know par for the course in the Dave Smith group. They, the, yeah, the Dave Smith group is just the Mises Caucus group without absolutely any moderation. Do you want to know where that uh, where that screenshot from t- today came from of the guy saying that protesters should be put in body bags? Dave Smith. Where, <laughs> naturally. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anything else we want to touch on or? Should we wind down? You know, like audience questions or something for a while? Okay, yeah, sure. Get your audience questions in. There's a little bit of a delay on this, but let's see what um, we got here. Somebody did ask about um, tenants um, being, you know, being evicted. So, Eridos question. Yeah. So, so the basically, yeah, the essentially the the coming eviction crisis um, that you know that you know is very real. you know, I guess what, what should be done about that? What, um, yeah, what should be done? Yeah. I mean, the, obviously the COVID pandemic is a, a pretty unprecedented situation that pretty much throws all, all ideologies into, into, mm-hmm. you know, chaos. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, it's an unfortunate situation because neither side, you know, deserves the you know the the wrong that they would be getting from it it's like if somebody loses their job because it's a pandemic and that you know they're not an essential worker or whatever and they no longer have a means through through no you know inaction or fault of their own and they can't pay their bills now that's not you know fair in in a in a normative sense of fairness for that person to be thrown out of their house but i don't think it's fair and obviously this is where aaron's going to have a problem but i don't think it's fair either for a landlord through no fault of their own to you know have to not get their income for the month 
a lot of people, you know, rely, that's, that's their sole source of income. That's like how they're, they survive. They might be like, you know, disabled or elderly or just whatever. I don't care if they're anything else. I, I think that landlording is a perfectly valid thing to do. And I don't, I don't think it's, it's right. Oh, or, you're totally evil now. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> but so I, I don't well, think and it's, it's a reality to situation tell, today. You know, landlord is, is a job. Yeah, even, even if your you opinion on it in the future, yeah. absent how it is, I will we, say, we are right. It's, it's a job right now. And so they technically are kind of out of a job in, in a yeah, sense. So as that's well. not fair. It's like, even if you, if you disagree with, you know, like you were saying, if, if you, even if you don't want landlords to exist, well, they do right now. And they're people, you know, they're, they're decent people who rely on this. So it's like, it's not fair for them to just, you know, completely lose all their income and have to have, you know, somebody live for free on them. But so it's, it's just not fair to either side. And there are not probably very many, you know, acceptable libertarian policies of how to deal with it. So it's like, I yeah. feel like it, a pandemic or an unprecedented, you know, situation that kind of transcends ideology, you probably have to look past ideology and just say, okay, what will, what will work? I will yeah, definitely, I'm not going to side with the banks. Like they, <laughs> they made their bed with the government. They can fail. Do you feel the same way? I uh, probably not, but, uh, you don't, one, you don't one, think that the bank should fail and that foreclosure shouldn't happen. I don't think there should be like bailouts or anything well, like yeah, that. I don't think but... bailouts. I'm saying, I think that the, the banks that made their bed with the feds and they took these loans, I'm sorry, they, they had these loans secured by the federal government. They should drown because they made a bad decision and these people should not lose their houses in evictions. Well, it's like, I mean, the people agreed to, you know, get the houses as well. So it's, it's, yeah, but it, one, one thing that I think you know, would be a very mild policy that could help to some degree and would be pretty compatible with libertarian principles is to try to like, uh, you know, sell off excess federal lands and things like that, and then use that money to try to fund uh, essentially a short time UBI for people who have lost their job and are unable to pay their rent. That that seems like I don't I don't know how much that could generate or to what extent, you know, that would that would cover the problem at all. But I, I that seems like a very good source of government money that could that could you know help people out without interfering uh, with people's rights. Yeah, that's the. Um, I mean, government kind of caused the you know caused the problem on, on a lot of levels by you know either you know forcing forcing lockdowns in the first place and you know the lack of initial response and um and yeah that actually sounds like a good idea. I mean that's the. I believe that's the that's uh, Spike's opinion on reparations too, is is how to how to go about doing that, right? You know, writing a past government wrong, and it's a I, th I think it's a good idea. Well, on the Trump bucks, how do you feel about the Trump bucks, Sam? The twelve hundred, then the six hundred a month, sorry, six hundred a week, and then the three hundred a week after that. How do you think? I got silly to call it Trump bucks, as if it was just like you know his, <laughs> you know, bucks. as if it's out of his pocket or something like that. <laughs> He tried to make it seem that way. Um, of course he did, because it's like that. What a what an absolute political slam dunk of just hey, I'm going to give you money. But uh, I, I, it's not something that you know I oppose or that that I support in like a normative sense. But it, again, it's like when in a situation like this, like ideology kind of goes out the window to a bit, and I can certainly understand why some kind of stimulus was, you know, given. Yeah. It's just Wait, are you supporting Trump? Uh, no, I'm, fuck, I'm fucking with you, dude. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's just obviously that's it's you know billions and trillions of dollars adding on to the the horrific debt that is it's it's one of the the biggest annual expenses of the government it's debt interest so it's like any any you know free things that we print up now are just a tax on future generations and it's it's pretty awful really really it's kind of a taxation without representation thing is the people who are going to be paying for these policies now that are funded through the debt are are people who are you know infants or not even born yet and but they're they're mm-hmm. going to be some debt for these policies that are being approved now yeah, everything's fucked, basically. <laughs> that about sums it up. Isn't that just the absolute <laughs> oh, slogan of 2020? <laughs> so I, I want to go to the question. Oh, okay, yeah, we can do this question first. Sam? Sure. I don't know. Sure. The question, <laughs> just in case this is on audio for anyone, is Sam, are we still friends? Is it is it horrifically mean and gross that I, I'm not positive who that person is? There are so many people online. I there are just <laughs> thousands of people in these groups, and some of them have been around for years. And at best, I usually have like little little categories that I have people in. And I, I it's there are probably less than twenty people that I actually know on a personal basis by name. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, the next question is, can the four members on the pod say trans rights? Trans, trans rights. rights. Trans rights. Okay, I think we covered that one. Was that only three? I don't Come know. On, Did, uh... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say Jonk's real name for a second, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> jo- Jonk, says, Jonk says JK Rowling for life. He's welcome to throw out his real name if he wants to. Oh, sorry. Point. Technically, if John says it, then I said it. Then I said it. But yes, okay. trans rights. There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What future projects will we see from Sam Coppinger? And I want to add on to that. Where are you at politically in terms of parties or anything like that, or like things you're supporting kind of thing? Cause I'm kind of curious where you're going to go next. I, as far as ideology going, I am a libertarian as far as party. I'm just identifying as an independent now. Uh, so that's that's where that rests and it's i'm that's not saying that like i'll never support a libertarian candidate under any circumstances again or anything like that in the same way that i you know i won't not ever support you know a democrat or whatever else it's just it'll be on a basis of do i think this is the best candidate for this job and you know a, a calculus like that not just beforehand as a partisan libertarian even if i didn't like a candidate that much unless they were like absolutely horrible i would probably vote for them anyway just for you know vote totals and ballot access and stuff like that but i'm not going to have that that blind partisan loyalty or sense of obligation to the libertarian party anymore yeah but why won't you vote for jorgensen and cohen then because they're a completely unqualified ticket that i do not but think is is credible or but it's about idea? if it's about vote totals and ballot access and all that. Like I'm saying, are, it's are not that any, That's what I'm saying. I'm, it's not anymore. Is what I'm saying. I'm not a partisan libertarian anymore. Okay. Okay. I must have misheard. And you. yeah, I'm saying I, I am not that. And previously, when I was okay. a no, libertarian no, member, that was the you know kind of thought process there. I'm saying I'm not that anymore because I I do not think not with a capital L, not anymore. No. The next question is, Sam, what hair product do you use? 
I think it's called Clear Ice. Huh. It's it comes in a big big clear tub with a black lid, and it's very very cheap and it's very strong. My hair always feels like plastic. <laughs> I will confess that I, John Kudan, have been using women's hair products for my entire life, and I hope you guys can accept me for that. Don't don't put do. me into this. <laughs> well, I'm okay. John Kudan. You're John Kudan. Hudak, you're the same person. Did you uh, did you want to tell Sam who you are, or did you not? No, it's Josh Arizona, isn't it? Oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> now they know. Like, of course it is. Every word that you've said this entire podcast has made it clear it was you. And I've never even heard your voice before, and I knew it was you. <laughs> that, that that person is not an admin. Don't, don't pay attention to what Sam said. Yeah. Okay. This guy hasn't voted in the last two or three elections, and he's considering it now. I actually, I didn't vote in. Uh, I, I didn't vote in 2016. Weld turned That's me off too much. Stupid. Well, I didn't okay, vote in so, 2016. So wait, 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 Weld can't turn me off too much, but Jorgensen and Cohen can for you. Yeah, it's it's not about just that you're allowed to be turned off by a, a candidate. It's about why, and that's that's being turned off by Weld in 2016. Since then, it's very fair not to like Weld, and I don't either because he's proven that he's a backstabber with no integrity who thinks nothing about lying to the public after making a promise and giving, giving no explanation or apology for breaking it at all. So he, it, that's something, I don't know if we've been over this before, but just really quickly, that's something that is misconstrued about my position on Weld is people, people, when I, you know, said, I don't like Weld anymore, thought it was just like a partisan par party thing that just like, Oh, well he's just, you know, it's just because he's not, you know, libertarian anymore. You're not going to like him, and that's not why. It has nothing to do with the party. It's the fact that he made a promise to the public, which just happened to do happen happened to do with what party you know he was going to be in, and then completely broke that promise. That that is what the problem was: was making a promise to the public and then breaking it. The fact that the part the promise was about party is not really relevant to that. Does that make sense? No, I get you. It's like. If he could, if he's the kind of person or a politician who has no remorse in making a promise to the public and then unceremoniously breaking it with no explanation or apology, that's not the kind of person I want to support for office. Because then, who knows about can anything he says be trusted? If 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 you know he's perfectly comfortable with lying, then well, he's a politician. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a modus operandi for a politician. It's pretty common. But so yeah, that that is what my problem with Weld was. Not just that he left the party for its own sake; it's it's that he lied. Say that Bill came back and he was the nominee. Would you vote for him? I would not like support him. I wouldn't, you know, support him. But I, it's you know, it would depend who the other candidates running and stuff. Say it, was this year. Say it was this year, and somehow there was a substitution of Jorgensen Cohen for Weld and like Weld and a clone of Weld. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to throw in any other variables. I would probably vote for the Libertarian ticket then. I'm telling Spike. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's like I, I'm also assuming it that if Weld and weld two were the candidates that they would be you know getting way 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 more attention and they would probably be getting into like the debates and stuff like that which obviously jojo is not going to do 
Like, I've never trusted Weld too. He's always been a backstabber. Well, I don't anymore. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not gonna visit you I was there. talking about Weld too, like the clone, but oh, yeah, okay. normal Weld too. Weld T O O and Weld T W O. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree that you know the you know positions of you know Joe and and Spike not having you know some some previous notoriety probably isn't working in their favor by any means. And it's, it's not just about some, you know, politician worship thing that a lot of people say. It's just like, you know, oh, well, just having been in government makes you, you know, like somebody. What, what, is, what a bootlicker. It's not that. It's that what, if somebody has been in office, in elected office, they've faced, you know, actual stakes. They've had to deal with donors. They've had to respond to constituents. They've had to, you know, be put into high pressure places where it's a, it's a very big ask and a, a show of character to be able to hold to their convictions and principles, which somebody like Amash has done over and over again, mm-hmm. showed that he will not bend. He will hold to his convictions. And But it's look at any of the other members of the Freedom Caucus who got elected on ostensibly libertarian platforms who are now Trump's biggest defenders. It's like you don't really know what somebody's going to be like until they've been in office because it's right now what, what JoJo says as just – a, a nobody is no more valuable than what a crackhead outside of Seven Eleven says. It's like almost everything that she said, you know, all of her positions and everything on almost every issue are great, but it's like, it doesn't mean anything because you haven't been in office and shown that you have the conviction or the ability to actually implement those principles and, and hold by them in the face of pressure from media and voters and special interests and what have you. Being, I don't, being a politician is a virtue you're saying. Can we get just somebody other than Josh to respond to things? Every single thing I say, he just twists in some some nonsensical oh, no, no, you're way. That because they were yes. previously politicians, that they're not qualified. And I was just explaining anything. why that is, and you clearly ignored every word of it. But it's not the, just about some bottom, state worship of oh they've worked in government. It's that because they have don't. been in government, you know what they're going to be like in government. And you know whether they could be trusted, and what what is gonna what they're gonna be like with anybody that show. hasn't already been a politician. So we know Weld can't be trusted already. Yes, he's absolutely. Been in now, well, you know that because he's a liar, not just because and he's because been he... in government. But so so you know that Amash can be trusted because he's been in government he's and he's held by his principles all these all this time. Whereas, and now he's gone. Like yeah, that's the, not really what I'm saying right. <laughs> So it's it's when somebody has been in office, in elected office, they faced all these pressures from every angle that are that are trying to get them to do the wrong thing. So when they do the right thing, you know that they really have that sense of conviction that's going to play through if they're elected to a higher role. And we don't know anything about Jojo. She could completely capitulate to Trump's agenda if she were ever elected to office. We don't know because she's never been in office. You think Spike is would capitulate? It's not even just spike is never going to get elected to anything and you think he would capitulate if he was elected though? it's hard to say i don't know i don't know what you're, what pit- you're speculating on joe jorgensen though but you can't speculate on spike spike's a lot better than jojo is yeah. I, are- i'm i'm very <laughs> and i i sent a dm to him and said i don't expect you to respond to this and indeed he did not but i i sent him a dm a while ago saying like i'm I'm sorry for you. And it's probably embarrassing to have to like, you know, be the running mate of somebody who says ridiculous and embarrassing things all the time. Like Antifa is more fascist than the government. 
it's like that's just so embarrassing. I know Spike is so much better than that, and it's embarrassing that he is obligated now to support her and not, you know, be critical of her because that would fracture the ticket. And I understand that, but it's it's just yeah, I think he's in a an awkward and uncomfortable position. I feel sorry for him about that. Okay. Do we have anything else we want to cover before we uh, finish up, or? Would you, for, would you vote for? Would you vote for? This has been up a lot of times. The Obama thing. Here. Yeah, let's them. let's take this one before we uh, before we wind down. I mean, we can take a few more, but what do you I think of Obama? Don't like Obama. I think he was a bad president. It's, it's like if, if you want to like you know compare him to something else, it might I might you know have a position that you would think would would come across differently than that. But just normatively straight up, no, I do not think Obama was a good president. I think he was a bad president, and I don't agree with very many things that he did. Do you think he's a war criminal? No. What do you think about the ninety percent of the drone strikes in two thousand nine after he became president? Ninety percent of the drone strikes resulted in civilian casualties. How do you feel about that? Bad. And that's part of the okay, calculus well, of why I said he is crime? a bad president. But yeah, is that is that a criminal action? Did he authorize death it's of not, civilians? It, it's a war crime is when you you target civilians, not just when civilians well, are but not just that. Killed. When you disregard that the civilians are there so you Yeah, can you can be reckless guy. about it. Even even you kill, a, you kill a, one guy worst you might target one guy and you kill forty people. One of the absolute you bomb a wedding party yeah, one of the worst things that Obama absolutely ever, ever did was uh, bombing the hospital. That was absolutely inexcusable, horrific, absolutely awful thing, and that still wasn't is bombing the hospital crime because it was a mistake. It, it's it's still he should still be judged on it to a heavy degree, but it's not a war crime. It wasn't. Well, no, it was bombing Obama the hospital. Say, a war crime under the Geneva Convention. Intentionally. But yeah, it wasn't. Well, they, they knew they knew it was a hospital. Did they commit a war crime by bombing a hospital? That's not what it was. They did not just say we're going to go they bomb a hospital. Knew it was a hospital. Don't Do you play, think he's a murderer? No. Why? Because he's not. So if you order someone to kill someone, you're not a murderer. No, not even even by definition. No. So what about Charles? You're saying, you're saying yeah, even Charles Manson isn't literally a murderer. He, so you're he, saying Hitler's not a murderer. I don't. I'm not sure about Hitler's life if he personally killed anybody. But you're you saying it's, it's like him. this is such a stupid thing that like the left and radical libertarians try to do is they they say. You know, they make this ridiculous black and white thing, and then if you give the wrong answer, it's like, oh well, you love Hitler then. It's like. I didn't because say you love him. I said you don't think he's a murderer. murderer. Doesn't mean that's a good person. I, I, as far as I know, he's not. And truth. it's like, like Josh is trying to, like Jonk is trying to do right now. It's Jonk. like, either you think Obama was a war criminal murderer, or you think he was great. And that's not. No, I just I'm said he's a bad I'm president. Just, you and believe he was degrees of bad or good, but I'm asking, do you believe he was also a war criminal? No, I don't. If we're, if we're saying that every president could potentially be a war criminal... I don't think every president has been a war criminal. Do you think George W. Bush is a war criminal? There's a, a much better case to be made for that. You think for, he is? For Yeah, for like the Abu Ghraib. Wait, you do think he is? I, uh, there's a better case to be made for or it. Do you think he's a war criminal? 
I don't know. I'm not like an expert. It's, I would think that you, you can't. You're not an expert in what's right and wrong. You can't say whether or not bombing a hospital. I don't know all of the facts work. of these things. You'd have to ask people who are in the intelligence community who knew about about the conversations well, behind these things and who knew about it and at what time and what. Some of them are probably were criminals. It was a hospital, and they bombed it, and the president authorized it. Is That's the president not, not what it was? That's not what the situation was. Can you think of any presidents that are war criminals? Uh, probably the ones who fought in in combat in you know the 19th century probably were. I'm sure Andrew Jackson probably was, for example. It's I feel like war crimes were were a, a, a given back then, especially so against Native only, Americans. Your only war crime, your only real war criminal, if you actually commit the act, was Lieutenant William Calley, who ordered the Mili massacre. A war criminal because he didn't personally do it. He just ordered his soldiers to do it. Was he a war criminal? I don't know what the actual definition of war criminal would be if it would include that or not. Yeah, but is is somebody morally culpable if they're in a position of authority? Yes, I've already said that. Okay. I've already said that they deserve to be judged for these decisions. I don't just don't know if that makes them literally a war criminal. And that's it's that's what's that's so stupid about this discussion is that it completely shifts the focus away from what actually matters and makes it about were they, people. Did they commit a criminal act and were they engaged in a war? It's this is stupid. Let's talk is about murder, is murder yeah, a criminal act. Half the podcast. Anyway, no, I don't like Obama. I don't like Obama. <laughs> if that's the question, I don't. I think Obama is better than than the candidates that are. I, I think he's better, obviously better than Trump, and I think he's probably better than Biden. I'd rather have Obama as president again than Biden, and certainly rather than Trump. But I do not like Obama. I do not think he was a good president. Okay, so that that guy who was angry before saying we weren't libertarians is in the chat again. Saying, ha ha, literally pretending that George W. Bush wasn't a war criminal. Jesus, you guys, just be go home. Just be go just home. Just be go home. I'm just going to say for the record that I think three out of the four of us do think that George W. Bush is a war criminal. Yes. So, I'm just saying. So I'm, I'm waiting. I'm going to wait for Skylar to give me credit on that one. And I'm sure that's coming. You're gonna wait a long time. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sure. I'm sure it's totally coming right now. Any second. I'm watching the chat. Come on, man. You got this. Come on, <laughs> Any second. He's got or this. Should, don't, don't worry. Or should we? Or should we just be going home? Just be go home. Just be go home. I'm gonna. I'm. I might just be go home in a bit, but we'll have. We'll have to see. The bracket, Sam. Why are you still upset about the brackets? No one's going to know what that just, is. That, yeah, <laughs> nobody knows what that is, so it's stupid to talk about. But just very quickly, the reason why I was so irritated is because I volunteered my time to help out with it and made this whole thing. And it took like several hours to do this. And then I give it to you guys and you completely screw over the entire thing and make it just, a, a, you know, a meme against me. And it's just that's like pretty scummy I feel like and I'm fine with being memed against but the fact that you took something that I spent a lot of time on for your benefit to help you with and then turned it against me was pretty irritating you know we troll you because we love you right I don't, I don't know about you I feel oh, like we on. I feel like we haven't made that many posts about you from like the main page like it's been a while yeah probably not many but i mean i have a, I, I every meme of me or of the page that i get i saved to a gallery and i think there's like 137 
different memes now and i'm fine with that and i keep them because i think they're fun and funny even the ones that are like on an awful basis is clearly made by alt writers i think it's funny that memes are made of me but it's just yeah when when it was something that was that i took time out of my day for to help you guys with and then you take it and turn it against me was pretty but irritating what did we do exactly didn't we just edit it you replaced like half the names with me no, I don't think it was, it was just, half. It was, it was like three. I just swapped you with Chris Cantwell. That was it. Yeah, and I don't. I don't remember that. This was like probably two years ago, and I don't remember all the details now. But it's like, yeah, there's holding that ever since. I I, I, one of the things was that you guys wanted every Fakertarian's mod to be on there, and I was like, that's like that's dumb. Like, why would we do that when when there were like all these other people that clearly like needed to be on there that were actually relevant? You know. To you're saying we're not relevant? I mean, relevant to the purpose <laughs> of, of the bracket. It's like, you had, like, Randy on there. It's like, Randy, wh why, how is Randy a Fagertarian? Why should he be on there? Doesn't, I can think of something. Doesn't he, like, didn't he support, like, some, like, that Washington governor? Or, or who was yeah, he? Yeah, he, like, loves Inslee. It's weird. Yes. But regardless, it's, like, clearly, you know, you guys were, like, excluding I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was people like on the tier of like Tom Woods and stuff like that for the sake of having like Jordan and Randy on there. It's like, what? that's stupid. Why would we do that? Because they wanted to be in. Yeah. Anyway, you this have is to a... see the utility of trolling you though. Like it was, it was awesome. Like we got a good laugh out of it. Oh, that was the bayonet quote. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Wait, did, did somebody comment the bayonet quote? No, no, no. I was, I was just remembering You're saying that was the origin of it. That wasn't very nice, Sam. I didn't like that. Yeah. Facebook didn't think what I said about the supporters of this terrorist guy said was very nice either, and Elementi has gotten in trouble because of that. I didn't report you for telling me to sodomize myself with a bayonet, but I am remembering. <laughs> we used to get in trouble for... Yeah, it wasn't a DM. But we used to get in trouble for posting, like, Jared Howe quotes, and we'd get zooked for them. Zooked? <laughs> zooked, whatever. Uh, you, He's at least you a half one client, so I'm I'm two, but I'm fine. Oh, two. Oh, I'm like a half one. Christ, you guys are slow. <laughs> okay, do we have anything else? Oh wait, ask my question above. What did you say? What Joey, did Joey say I cannot find his question. Um, it's always it so hard to read the comments on these things. I like so, I always want to go through and read the comments after it's like they're by time signature and you have to watch the whole thing to read the comments. You can read the comments. So in the stream yard thing, if you click comments on the right side, like next to the private chat. Oh. Yeah, that's how I've been doing it. Ask oh shit, I didn't even know that was a thing. I yeah. don't either. <laughs> I I can't find his question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see any. I just control F'd Joey, and that's the only <laughs> comment that I see. Yeah, me too. Um, wait, ask Junk my meme question. He um, says, if being a war criminal means committing a crime in a war, does that mean if I jaywalk during a firefight, I get sent to The Hague? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. By I any means necessary, with, like Dave Smith. By any means necessary. <laughs> any means necessary. <laughs> in a in a body bag. Physically removed. Helicopter. <laughs> okay. Do we have anything we want to talk about before we wrap up? Because we're we're approaching two hours, and I don't think anyone's actually going to watch the full two hours. But 
<laughs> I feel like we should make it like not totally ridiculous. So if someone sees it and they're like, they talked for eight hours. Like, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> oh, and message to Dane. Don't hate on me, dude. Like, I've interacted with you a lot. You just didn't know it was me. That is true. But do, Sam, do you have any closing statements or anything or anything you'd like to say? Not really. Okay. So, well, thank you for coming on. It was it was an ordeal again. We had a fun time. Um, Aaron Goss said he watched the whole two hours. So that's I'm I'm thank glad. You, Aaron. I we did too. That, honestly, I, I watched the whole two hours except for that one point where I turned my camera on, turned camera off, so I could go to the bathroom real quick. But Aaron, I'm gonna start referring to you as my biggest fan. Is that okay? <laughs> he says he kind of regrets it. So <laughs> we can physically remove the podcast, like Josh Vincent was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hoppo, I'll be happy about that. Oh, wait, I haven't used timeout for a second. I haven't used the green screen since the start of this. So let me just, I just want to throw up Hop, Hoppa on like a, on like one of those like floating noodles things. God, I, I never get sick of that picture. So this is, this is Hoppa. He's very, he's a very serious person who is going to physically remove everybody. That's, that's the defender of Western civilization right yeah, there. So to speak. I, I thought Stefan Stefan Molyneux like personally saved Western civilization. He, he's the defender the of eggs. the eggs. Oh, he's the, he's the man who holds the eggs. And the holder of the eggs. Somebody somebody needs to. Uh, you guys know the GameCube game Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg? No, I do not. I do but not. It, was a, it was a GameCube game. Somebody needs to put uh, Molyneux on there. That'd be a good one. I'm hanging out with <laughs> Eric. I might. I, right I'll, I'll I'll try to I'll try to make I'll try to meme that somehow. Yeah. Okay. Do I, do I have any other green screen pictures? I'm just I'm kind of stalling a little bit, but we can just no, end. No, no, Dane, I like you, dude. Don't. It's not. It's not a bad comment. I like. We you. can just end looking at this picture of Dave Smith that I used to edit the clown picture I made of him the other God, day. He just has literally the most punchable face of anybody. That's <laughs> that picture less so than this one other one that I'm thinking of, where he just literally looks like like the guy who. Your sister dates after she has a bad relationship, and he just he mooches off her. He doesn't have a job. He sits oh on the couch God. all day and like tells her to pick up food on the way home. And then you come over and you're like, "Why is Dumbag living with you?" And he's just like, "Relax, man." <laughs> I could totally yeah. see that. Oh That's my God. exactly what his face looks okay. like. So I think th you, that'll be that'll be the uh, the final comment. I think for one last thing, shout out to Dane Willette for the open polls. Yeah, Fuck we yeah, we do appreciate all those. about that. Yeah. Okay, so podcast is sponsored by the LMNT Open Pole Caucus. It's true. So, <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us today. Thanks Sam for coming on and coming on again after he left. We appreciate you coming back. Yeah, and we all. we thank Josh for coming on for like ten minutes and condemning a Dave Smith tweet. So that was we we expect a new Dave Smith video for that. So I have weeks <laughs> of content. Thank you. Exactly. So uh, I think we're done. Yeah. You guys have a good.